Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. They got science to celebrate! Demons blissed out! Come on! There is rebellion in the wind. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur fossils? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man! None of it is true! I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniacs! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! Happy to finally sit down with my friend Cheney. Cheney, welcome to the program. How you doing? Thank you for having me. The uh, title of your show is almost like Truth or Deep Share. <laughs> it doesn't have this kind of like that's a, a really good dare <laughs> feeling yeah, about like, it. I could totally set it up as like sort of like a game show. Okay, now for our favorite segment, <laughs> Cheney. This is your life. Do you recognize this voice? <laughs> You brought up on this episode of your podcast, the trauma of your teacher in the fifth grade. <laughs> I brought your teacher here to you now. <laughs> You're going to be best friends. It's going to be great. <laughs> would you like to share this experience with your teacher? And, and it would be so funny if like a lot of the deep shares when people shared something with somebody that they were like, this really upset me. And the teacher's like, no offense. I don't remember you. I had thousands of students. <laughs> I did this to so many kids. You have no idea. <laughs> I actually uh, just got a, a book in the mail from a, from a previous guest, John Klezek from unlimited hangout. He wrote a uh, uh, school world order. And it's fucking awesome. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, I recommend it. Cause it's all about just the corporatization of education and how it all happened, but not exactly something that we don't know about. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, pretty normal information at this point to people like us, but it's a good book to pass around for sure. I've noticed that uh, sometimes you can kind of give people things that they'll actually attune to, but most of the time it's kind of, you know, don't try to push it on anybody, but this I have is a, a good couple medium. of friends that are um, it's, it's such a juxtaposition, but I know a couple of people that they know every CIA operation they know every project the CIA has ever done. They know all the FBI like shenanigans of every weird um, in, uh, invasion or any law they broke or what they changed in certain states or try to mold. Um, and they're not conspiratorial at all. And I kind of love just like for us, it's such a conspiracy to be like MK Ultra, uh, you know, Project Monarch or talk about any of these things. It's such a conspiracy, but they're, I like just talking to historians sometimes that they're like, nope, this is all real. Like even what you're talking about with the education system, oh, yeah. like, nope, this is all real. This is all documented stuff. Um, and I like that uh, people are still like putting it all together now of how it's even getting, you can see the pyramid I think even a school, like a school of fish, a school of birds, like something, a flock, it usually tends to pyramid. 
which mm-hmm. is a big symbol for them, because if they can take this idea and just keep weaning it out into the masses, it's like this, uh, um, like light, like it's a false light. Oh yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's all false light. Mm-hmm. You know, someone was, uh, this is another juxtaposition, but, uh, someone was talking about UFOs and UAP on Twitter today, um, in reference to like, uh, them being magic, like, and you just have to accept it. There's magic, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but a lot of magic is sleight of hand. And especially when it comes to that topic, of course, but just in general, a lot of what they do is sleight of hand. So it's not like, you know, to me, they, they always like misdirect or they, uh, elucidate more of the darker side of something, you know, but the truth is always there for us to pick, you know, it's, if we can discern, we can see the truth, but they're always offering it up one way or the other. And I think you're allowed to be like a wizard and a witch, which where you're someone who works in energy and, um, doesn't always necessarily have the explanation. You might have the ritual for what you do to achieve the energy. And there's people that work in alchemy, like real proven, um, not science, science isn't all proven. They're always practicing that, but alchemy and the rules of it, um, are all proven like, uh, you know, oil always does this vinegar always does this alcohol always does this, these kind of things. And I do think the more I'm chatting with people with like open philosophy of ideas, there does seem to be a lot of alchemists who also practice ideas of magic like Mm -hmm. both things. And sometimes I feel like science is just in a desperate attempt to prove what magic can do. Ooh. And then I also think sometimes what they explain to us is UFOs are really just other countries technology, but we always have to act like we have the best technology. So if they shot down a German flying saucer uh, over area 51 back whenever Um, does the United States want to tell the world that Germany has this technology or would they rather it become, Ooh, an out of world alien thing, and then just fluff it off. Like it's not real at all. That's an interesting point. I mean, oftentimes we don't look at it like that just head on in a very human way where, I mean, there is that whole idea that it was filled with deformed Russian kids, the Roswell crash. There is that, but, um, I think what you're saying, just head on, it's straight up other countries and they just can't admit it. That's a pretty, I mean, I can see them doing that. You know, if we you think Germany away, went to Antarctica, right. we think Germany, this tiny, tiny little country, this tiny little place, they almost took over the world. Right. This tiny little place just with technology and whatever their scientists were doing were either it was important enough that every other world power at the time rescued those scientists and brought them to their countries. Right. <laughs> so all the technology and we're under the assumption with our iPhone and shit like that, that we're, we have the technology, but really we, we all know, or anyone, you know, in the military will tell you they have 50 years advancement on that. Like the military oh, yeah. has 50 years advancement on that. And I would say the private sector has 50 years advancement on the military. Yeah, because they get it from somewhere and they usually hijack it from private sources. I I was talking to someone about gateway process today and it's like that was a privately funded situation that the CIA got their eyes on. That wasn't just a government project. You know, it was Robert Monroe and his institute. So it's always like that. You're right. 
and even more of uh, like mind reading devices and EKG, like all that kind of stuff that's like come a long way. And now people are doing some real cutting edge shit with it. That's been around for like 70 years, military grade. So it's always much older than we think. First gigabyte, gigabyte processor was manufactured in like the late 60s or early 60s, maybe. It didn't hit stores until the 90s. You know, it wasn't a thing. I have a theory that all the internet is really just one computer. If you've ever put it on the internet, it goes to one original server. Okay. And so it would be really easy, whatever the honeypot is, whatever the black marketing thing is, the original server that was made for the original internet is still that server. So it doesn't matter how many more things you attach to the web, quote unquote, the center of the spider, the center of the web is still the same. Dude. So somewhere, if it's the McAfee, if it's there's someone past Gates, there's someone past Jobs, there's someone past um, anything that you would do with Linux pro back whenever if you were a nerd or dos like to type it yeah. like all that kind of there's something past that and uh someone has it all that's someone intense. has this box of information have you seen free guy yes so you immediately sparked that uh when you said that because what's he searching for the whole time he's, he gets to at the end is that like last remaining bit of code that's been hidden and blocked over by everything else interesting connection it is it's like um uh my maria always talks about um tyler like the supercomputer idea and right you know, we talk about all these CIA operations that are dark op, op operations, whoever has the fastest computer wins. So the theory is if we believe quantum computing is real, real, like nuclear power, all the stuff that these big words they try to give us. So our brains like can't think that big, scary. Right. Um, <laughs> so if, <laughs> if this whole idea uh, is real. Whoever has the fastest computer wins. And eventually the computer can be so fast and predictive by everything we put into it, that its predictive program is now speaking to itself. And so it becomes this almost time travel box Ooh. in the way of like, if Tyler, a supercomputer in this Westworld idea is really um, running all these psyops or little things that it can just put on social media platforms and get everything to, you know, in the simple form, like loose wave. <sighs> but maybe would that supercomputer ever want to save humanity <sighs> and do Man. it on the opposite? and be like, these humans are bad to these other humans. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like the new <laughs> matrix movie. Have, did you see make the new uh, matrix? Yeah, it was, it was, I didn't like it very much, but I will have to see it again. Cause just once through, I'll, I'll give it more than that. But yeah, it was like good, good AI and bad AI. It was very interesting how they put, how they did that. And at first I was a little shocked by it. I was like, Oh, what the fuck are they putting in here? Okay. So now we got to be friends with the AI, but then you know, thinking about it, it really, to me, does come down to the human intent behind it. This whole question of sentience in AI, you know, maybe I don't know enough, but just from where I am, there is no sentient AI. It doesn't, there is no conscious AI because it wouldn't be artificial at that point. You know what I mean? 
I'm on that side. I don't know if it's a hill I'll die on yet, but that's kind of how I feel. So in terms of like, I kind of agree with you. Like, would they save human? Well, how are they programmed? What was their root programming? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, and I guess this could say a lot about consciousness, God, the universe, whatever, maybe, but it really does come down to how it's programmed, no matter what, especially these AI, like this Lambda. I don't know much about Tyler, though. I know more about Lambda or Lambda. Tell me about that. Lambda is yeah. the, the Google one that is uh, supposedly sentient now. This technician wow. has made a big stink of it all over twitter and everything and it's like the uh this ai lambda supposedly asked for a lawyer and wanted to be able to represent itself it's giving us all these amazingly human answers to questions and stuff and i'm like okay well show me its training show me all the programming you did with this thing because clearly the answers to why it's appearing human is all in there you're not going to code something and it's going to miraculously become an organic conscious being, you know what I mean? That's my take. What yeah. do you think? I, I um, agree. I think it would be a desperate attempt the same way we're watching these millionaires, these billionaires, I should say, like this next level, the Elon Musk, the Jeff Bezos. Mm. They want, they have this God complex. They um, want to put wings on their feet and fly to the sun, you know, kind of idea. Yeah. Uh, and I think they would want to create life. Like that would be the idea of being able to control it. But the entire trans agenda is so that we eventually pop like they're like, we're going to keep adding on pronouns, adding on pronouns, adding on pronouns, adding on pronouns. So the rubber band pops and then we all settle no more pronouns for anyone. Right. And once there's no more pronouns for anyone, now the robot doesn't need a pronoun. And once we settle that women wombs aren't divine, now the robot womb becomes our thing. Wow. And so they even transhumanism is the trans agenda. Oh, absolutely. It's just an easy walk in for me. And I also believe we can program computers. So no matter what, no matter how quote unquote sentient a computer could come at somebody's program eventually. Right. And I also believe in magic, like in a bed knobs and broomsticks sticks type way, it's all made of metal. So once you have a walking metal night suit computer, mm -hmm. I can put a spell on that thing. And now it's a extra dangerous. It's like, you know, sometimes I think the iron they wore or the metal they wore in those kind of uh, like battles was heavier than it would have been practical unless you were battling magic. But I felt that way metals too. block spells and the way they had their eyes like here, just tiny little peeps, holes right. in eyes. If you look up just doorways, the reason your lock is made of a specific metal is because they believe spirits could get through the keyhole. Holy so they shit. would put spells around the key and around the door and that would be a specific metal so a spirit couldn't get through and so i believe like the lurgy of metal like armor would be so similar to that so when i see those walking computer uh what boston dynamics dude robots, yeah. <laughs> i just think the same thing it makes me and so when you take an elon musk and elon musk and uh grimes she's a necromancer and he's a guy that makes weird robot things. So I, that is such a dangerous combo yeah. to me. What, if you can bring the dead to life, if you're that level puppeteer, you can bring any armor to life. 
Dude. It's just a flesh puppet. Yeah, that's all it is. Man, those Boston Dynamic dogs, they're just getting freakier and freakier now. And as they get more popular and private firms are buying them for security purposes and things like that, and governments are supposedly now rolling it out, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty Terminator. It's getting really every movie we grew up with, is it not? Do you remember when they tried to tell us the dogs could, and cats, they were like, your cat has Corona. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like, were like, we're at the zoo. We're at the Atlanta zoo. The tiger has Corona. Like right. what kind of silly shit? Like now, when you look back at that whole last two years, it's just like, oh, yeah. dude, yeah. yeah. the Boston dynamic black mirror dog. I'm like, <laughs> nope, I, I'm like old enough they had a little dog like this you could buy in the toy store like 20 years ago yeah. way before boston dynamics it was a tiny dog and it was like remote control mm -hmm. um yeah i'm like this is all pre like it's programming oh yeah oh yeah every dystopian movie is like it's weird too because like i know that if you look closely at every movement going on it's obvious that there's people seriously invested in them and everything but it's weird from my perspective like being 36 37 years old looking back at all my 80s influence of dystopian futures and it's like do they like when are they gonna at least come out and be like i know this sounds like every movie we funded in the 80s i understand <laughs> like they're they're just allowing this to happen and it's just so obvious and i'm wondering when the other shoe's gonna drop you know and I don't know if it ever will. Do you think we're going to have some sort of like aha global moment where all the all, you know, everyone puts on the 3D glasses and everything that they live glasses. Everyone suddenly realizes what we're dealing with. I don't know to what extent I used yeah. to think it'll be full disclosure for everyone. Now I'm more of <laughs> now I'm more of a place where I'm like. I understand why secret societies have to keep something secret because the human population can't handle the truth. One and two, if we give them certain symbols and stuff, they'll let it get buried in their history. So we got to protect this. Dude, um, yes. Like, so I'm not a full disclosure gal anymore where I used <laughs> to be, but I do believe there is some kind of, if it's the great awakening versus the great reset, which for all intents and purposes, they gave us these taglines and it seems that way. I've been studying this stuff for at least 20 years and I never thought I would see so many people ask questions. And because I went through my probably around like 2015, 2016 is when I went through my most angry time of like, you newbies and your dumb questions and your stupid posts. I went through <laughs> that angry time that it's super easy for me now to kind of, everybody has to kind of take their journey in the conspiracy world and their own pace and their own, uh, with their own shovel and their own tunnel. So certain people get, uh, I can almost tell what layer they're in by what level of hate and who they have it for. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I can tell. Or... Yeah. Yeah. When they're, it, when it's just the like politician red and blue, I can tell where they're at when it's yep. just the Catholic church. I can tell when they're at, when it's just Israel, I can tell where they're at. When we start getting to levels of things that when they start questioning the house of sod, I'm like, uh -huh. 
Like yeah. now, now you intrigue me. Like when you start asking, when you start talking about the Canaanites, when you start talking about the Kemetic Egyptian crossover, when you're like Manly P. Hauling, that's when I'm like, oh, let's chat now with a little more, um, we can philosophize about this idea. But before that, like if you had to be this tall to ride this ride, uh, Sam Tripoli would be like, you have to be building seven to listen to tinfoil hat. You have to at least know about building seven. For me, if I want to have a real like conversation, you got to at least know about building six. Like, like if we're going to really sit down and like smoke a blunt together and like, I want to like, you got to know, yeah, building seven too, but let's talk about building six. Like you can't be a person that dances around Sandy hook with me. You can't be a person that, um, like learn about Sam Bernardino, who's Steven Paddock. Uh, like I want to know, like, you got to know little other details for me to like, who, who's Ilana Omar's dad. Mm. And then we can have a conversation. Cause I don't care about AOC so much, but who like, it's like the, who's the follow the wives type thing. Like who's these other people? I don't know. Yeah, but, no, I think it's an effective way to do it for sure. Yeah. So uh, since you brought it up, let's talk about building six for a minute because <laughs> I don't know much about it at all. So it's the one when you pull it up, me. <laughs> it's the one when you pull it up, it's incinerated from the inside out. So it's the one that I think proves that energy weapons were used that day. It's the one that opens up these new layers. Like, yeah, we can all talk about that. They plan detonation inside. We can mm -hmm. all talk about something that in the real 3d, we can grasp because they did it before in 1992 or three right. to, uh, one of the world trade towers with Osama, with Osama bin Laden in loose quotes. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, this one to me proves that something else was used. It wasn't just, we didn't just pull building seven afterward and do it on like, say it was announced on live TV. And, um, I almost called him Les Wexner, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Livingston who, who's the one that, uh, owns it's so far back to go to nine 11. I'm like, ding, 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 we ding. We talking BBC. Um, or... who's the guy that owned the world trade center that took out the, Oh, Wex. Oh, fuck. I don't, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I did I too. Wexner do. <laughs> yeah. You, damn. Oh, that means many things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I yeah. human trafficked you. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I know who you're talking. I can't remember his name either, but yeah, uh, the multiple uh, insurance claims guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. And I totally, um, but, uh, yeah. So I think it, like controlled demolition is one thing, but once we start talking about the energy weapons that opens up, cause that's kind of a keystone that pulls other conspiracies or other world events out, uh, that we have to start thinking about now. Now you can look at something like the brute bombing and you could think, huh, what really happened there? And now that we're sitting in a food crisis, it's easy to see why, oh, we just took out a huge world granary in Beirut last year because this is how it all works. You can see how they're like setting up all the chess pieces for like uh, global food failure, you right. know? So it's um, the next stage of 9-11 
you don't want to talk to someone about 9-11 and be like, the planes weren't real. But right. I don't <laughs> believe they necessarily were real. But that's like a conversation. You got to walk them in. You got to hit building six before you start telling them about holographic uh, CGI forest gumping their TV. You got to right. it's like you got to walk them into these things. So I almost think it's better to go through each of the buildings, like start with one and two, three, World Trade three, and, and then collapse seven. So you can show them all this. This is being set up on TV and then walk into six. And after you set up all these now, what, what offices were in each of these buildings? Right. So then you start getting into the CIA. Then you start getting into the IRS. Then you start getting into Rudy Giuliani's office. Then you start getting it. And then you're like, oh, there's a bigger picture here. And oh, yeah. yeah. And so then when you, the first thing you always start 9-11 with, if you're going to wake someone up is Rumsfeld. But then when you go back to that at the end of it, after all this, and now you show them that again, you're like, and yeah. Yeah, energy weapons, <laughs> and but that would cost so much. Mo- My God. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the things they tell us cost so much money don't really cost so much money. It's right. all just funneling. So they're like CGI is so expensive. It's the most expensive thing in Hollywood. Oh, CGI, CGI, but all the, movies that use the CGI were to set up the fakest things for us that we believe now. So they're like, look at space 2001 space odyssey, you know, like, look at these dinosaurs. They're so it's like all the stuff. Look at this nuclear explosion. Yeah. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, are any of those things real? But there you were saying too, does, how does anyone believe this? All those three things were written about in books before they were ever, ever discovered. They Absolutely. were all written about in fiction. Oh, yeah, dude. That's what blow. That's another layer. We're talking about like, you know, what people have to know. How tall do you have to be? And it's like, even after you go through all your your old favorite Hollywood movies, uh, then you got to go towards music and novels because it was all included in that you know it's not just the movies we all watched it's everywhere it seems and it's weird how they do it i've noticed like they'll throw in like creepy ancient wisdom type material subconsciously into like rom-coms but then they'll throw like weird political scandal subliminal messaging into like you know, national treasure. It's like, you might be looking for one thing, but you're not going to find it. You're not going to find like secrets of like the, uh, you know, the Egyptians in some like archeological movie. Like you're not going to find, you'll find like weird political shit and like Da Vinci code that has nothing to do with Jesus or anything. You know, it's always misdirection. Yeah. You know, I agree. It's fun I totally how they do agree. That. I think like a huge key to the Da Vinci Code, even now looking back at my level of quote unquote woke back then when I read <laughs> right. that book to Early where 2000s. I'm at now, they it's it really Mary Magdalene, though, is the key to that that they gave you is Mary Magdalene. But yeah. you don't really get it out of you don't. That's not what you grasp. But that's the rabbit hole you should take from the Da Vinci codes is she is what you should start researching everywhere. Like um, if they say there's like missing books out of the Bible, like the book of Enoch, the book of Thomas, the book of Egyptians, Mary of Magdalene, that's a book that I mean, she literally is the person that was um, closest to Christ when he died and she was there at his resurrection. Uh, and so I'm like, which 
and <laughs> Magdalene, Mage Deline. It's like it says she's a mage right in it. And yeah, dude. Yeah, it's all and it's weird too that like you can kind of talk about these things on a historical level and they could very well be true. And then at the same time, they also echo into higher realms of, of conscious understanding. Like it's, it's very allegorical at the same time of many archetypes that we've, we've seen. Like, it's weird that the Jesus story seems like, you know, I went from atheist to not atheist, you know, all over the place throughout my upbringing with religion. And it's like, I for think a while, you should. yeah, exactly. You, it's a journey like see conspiracy. Exactly. Like and, and they all have a really big part that they kind of give you about yourself. Every religion kind of has a thing. It gives you um, like a little armor or a little knowledge or a little feeling or a little something. I don't think yeah. it's a bad thing. No, definitely not. I mean, it's again, it's like a Joseph Campbell hero with a thousand faces. Like the original hero is in here. It's the observer, you know, but, um, but yeah, I've gone back and forth because like this Jesus character is so clearly allegorical of all the, like the Gnostic view and the, the chakra system, the, ver the 33 vertebrae, that whole line of thinking, it's too many coincidences for even the conspiracy theorists that, that deny it to deny. You know what I mean? There's too many coincidences lined up in a row there. But at the same time, we have these amazing stories of like this Yeshua figure or even Isa connecting it. There's someone, there's a physical presence too. So it's like our history meets this more allegorical conscious plane at the same time. Maybe that's where the witchery comes in. I, I believe instead of a be being a person that doesn't believe in anything, I'm almost a person that believes in everything. Fuck so yeah. I believe they all can exist. Every single one of these great religions can exist. They all have a great flood. So if you were to take all of them, you could almost overlay them where they were on the planet. Um, mm. I think you could even mix like, but I'm a person that I believe Tataria and the big trees could have existed at the exact same time and it doesn't have to compete or the big trees could have come before Tataria or mm. they it's like I don't think that some of these ideas are competing in the way that other people get so angry about yes. them like um, I believe you could be in a flat earth and space could be real like <laughs> I think all this stuff could be true um, I, I like that. I yeah. just don't and so with Jesus, I've heard other stories that Mary was from one of the royal bloodlines of Egypt, or I'm sorry, of Israel. And uh, Jesus' mom wasn't the only woman who was visited that night by an angel. There was other angels. And uh, Mary's mom was also visited the same night as, but she was royal. She was a queen. And she didn't really believe the angel at all until she was like five months pregnant. She was like, holy cow. I guess that was real. And so supposedly she raised Mary Magdalene and Mary meets Jesus and Jesus um, has, you know, they meet each other relatively young, uh, but Mary goes to the ISIS school to study in Egypt mm. and Jesus goes far East um, and studies in uh, Tibet for a certain amount of year. And then he comes back with her and they have these apostles and she is the one that actually pays for him to go around and um, tell all these truths that they know together now. Now think of how different we think like him being all Buddhist and her being at the ISIS school, what kind of knowledge would they have together and other stories in the Bible? Like, I think it's Peter who was so jealous of Mary and Peter becomes the foundation of the church later on. Right. When I said that God was like, 
go ahead, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Other people would be like, God's mad. I should stop talking. (laughs) No, keep going on the deep share. That's all we do here. (laughs) But um, I think he is the one that's the foundation of the church. So he just becomes religion, essentially, for all of Christianity, where the spirit of the church is Mary. Like, um, and it's not just Mary Mage Deline. She's with his mom. So if you take this virginal idea of any way that you want to run tantric sex, any way you want to run it, the full idea, if you did it perfectly, would be to align your chakras in such a way. And if you were a woman, could you align your chakras in such a way that you, in fact, give birth yourself? Would this be the highest form of actually um, meditation? Like they think you can meditate and go without food. Like what was possible for her to do? And then if you look up stories of Joseph, it's kind of weird because it's like, was she 15 and he was like 30 when they met and she was 18 when she has Jesus. And, you know, there's like a couple of little weird stories that you can um, ask yourself about that. But the way the Bible rips out the feminine in general is like, Noah, Noah builds this ark, gets all these animals, blah, 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 blah. You never hear about his wife. She supports him the whole time, makes all his meals. She never goes to the ark. She doesn't help list the animals. She doesn't help get them in. They don't even give her a name in the Bible. Yeah. But some people think that she was one of Adam and Eve's children. They didn't just have Cain and Abel cannibal which is so weird, Cain and Abel cannibal, <laughs> that we get this, or don't eat the worse. apple, don't eat the Abel, or don't eat the apple. Like, I love, what's yeah, this going is, on? This is my shit right here. I love doing the <laughs> etymology and like the word <laughs> wordplay and everything. Uh, yeah, I dig into uh, the old Scandinavian stories and I'm we're finding a lot of interesting wordplay situations. And it's like phonetics. It's, it, it can be fun to do with the whole like, you know, you wake up in the morning. It's all these yeah, inversions. Yeah, yeah. But the more you follow that, it seems like it's it actually is the correct path in kind of finding out where all of our words have come from at some point or another. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. I think the letters are just symbols and the words are just spells. And that's why sometimes it's like, why do we say phone PH and not F? Well, probably Phoenicians. The winners mm-hmm. write the history and they show you how they write it by the symbols they put on the word, the spells you say. And the only way, the reason that fiction is always the truth is because the only way for a pillaged village after the women, the men were killed and the women were raped and they took the, ch- the children, they would have kept a few women around to help raise said children. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been allowed to speak a thing or they would have died, but they would have been able to tell stories to the kids and they would have been able to do it in fiction at bedtime. And that's so that's where I think all these bedtime stories, all these religious books, the, that's the truth that was spoken from a mom who had her husband fucking killed time and time again. This is because the loser's history is never written in the truth. It's never on the news, but it's the real history. And so it always has to be done in fiction and the real magic that all these lost tribes and all these lost people, it stays there in the fiction. It stays there in the imagination. It stays there in the eye of newt or the mustard seed, dependent on what they wrote. But, um, all those words, faith, mustard seed, I, a newt, those are all the same thing. You have to fucking believe it, or it's not ever going to be the thing. Yeah. That's so wild. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, you can't get away from manifestation. It's it's so yeah, inevitable. words are spells. I agree. That was a long rant. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a no, thunderstorm here. I'm like, this is the nice. best time for a conversation. <laughs> yeah, let's get weird and dark. <laughs> so what what have you been looking into lately? What's on Cheney's mind in the past couple of weeks? Like, what's been on your radar? I like found if you had out. to pick things yeah the past couple of weeks that if you cut down trees certain trees have a massive amount of water inside i saw that too i didn't look into it so i saw someone write could a great tree cause a great flood dude it sent my brain spinning spinning so then i started to think hmm if you were a guy like noah everybody thinks that you would need oh it take you so many trees to build this ark But what if it didn't take you so many trees? It just took you one enormous, huge tree. So let's say the tree was maybe it could it be the North Pole? Like they don't let us up there anymore than they let us in Antarctica and somewhere they want us focused on Antarctica. They like I I think our conspiracy world has already been way infiltrated. They know we're the ones that ask the questions. So we always pay attention to Antarctica. Always, always, always. That's the ice wall. What happened in the North Pole? They just want it. Santa lives there and we're done. And Dude, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're done with very that. sanitized. But there's also all those other mountain ranges and stuff that could have been enormous trees. So if Christ is an allegory of maybe some other divine beings that came at the time to help humanity forward, and there was other stories of these same people around the world, could the same flood notion have been, could they have cut down these great trees? But in reality, cutting down the tree is what started the flood. So you would have the foreknowledge of that. God didn't tell you, you were starting the flood by cutting the tree down. And so if it just started to spring water because they're all attached to the aquifers and there's actual proof that rivers and streams will change course if too much uh, clear cutting is done um, because probably so much water and pressure. Think of water towers in our cities. Yeah. They all hold a certain amount of pressure up. So all of it will run to our house. This is probably exactly what these trees are doing. And um, so then it makes me think some people say that Nimrod is the son of Noah. So no Nimrod, he's bastardized in everything. We th- Some people think of him as the devil. Yeah. Is the history true anywhere? No. So then it's like, did this guy like the tower of Babel, was that him, a son trying to fix the crimes of his father? Did he Mm. want to build something like he didn't understand yet the concept of tree, but maybe he could get water to run. Cause if you ever see it, it's a weird spiral, like the, uh, Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel. Yeah. So it could be in that. What is it? The aqueducts. Is that the water that ran to it could be in that kind of way, some big water vessel that he was trying to recreate a tree. And then it's like, oh, God smited it down. And after this day forward, you guys will never understand each other again. A tower of Babel. Now think Babel, not Babbling like brook. Babel, like a brook. Dude. So then it's like a tower of water. Oh, shit. See, this, this is where is, my head's been going. Yeah, I love it. This is all exactly what I wanted to do, just like spark an idea and let's see where we can go with it. Because to me, this is another example where it's like, that could be something that physically, historically happened on this planet. And yet at the same time, the Tower of Babel can also be, as I'm finding out, the more I look into these very old languages, 
it could be so literal too. It could be a conquering and a dismantling of, a, of an original language and a dispersal of it among, because if you look at our language, English, it's so unbelievably coded. It's obviously coded totally. from something. Pre and once you start looking into the other languages that English is related to under all the Germanic languages, then you get to the romantic languages. It starts to be obvious that this all was contorted away from an original form not to discredit what you're saying about the tree but oddly enough time and time again what i find more often than not talking to other people in the community is that there's equal but different theories about the same thing in history and they all seem to add up in a certain way and it's weird how that happens it's almost like everything fractals it's the yeah, same totally. thing on many different levels I actually think that, um, and maybe it's my contrarian and I really love philosophy now in this way that my ego doesn't need to be right, but it also doesn't just settle into an idea. And it's like, we know everything. This right. is the truth. This We've been burned one too many dude, times. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I just kind of, uh, like want to think of things more like a child, like yeah. think of things more like a, well, what if? What if that we really don't know anything like, you know, is there what if there's aliens, but mm. what if it would just be easier to tell us some other off worldly thing created these things instead of us knowing we were that magnificent once. Right. Like it's all Absolutely. everything. Every single thing seems like a way to take away our magnificence, it, whether it's the globe theory and you want to think you're a speck on dust floating through dust and in infinity, or whether it's a firmament theory and you just want to think you're like a little caged bean inside of a, a Tupperware bowl. Um, right. Like it doesn't matter what idea you want to think of. Um, that's where it's in a simul the simulation theory, I only enjoy because it's an infinite plane that you manifest in front of you. You continue to go on. There's no cap. There's no, like, um, I don't know. I feel like the, the idea that everyone wants to get to with like, what, what's your heaven, what's your Valhalla, you're going to go and everyone's young and the streets are paved of gold. Like, right. <laughs> what is this idea? Even, um, after earth, like after this, let's say we hit our high watermark of humanity. Like what's mm -hmm. your idea? Like a, a wonderless buck fest, <laughs> you know, like right. when, when people really get to the, like, stop and think of like, I don't know. I feel like everybody sitting around waiting for something is just depression. Oh man, <laughs> that was, that was deep. I don't know. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. It's just, you need to sit and wonder and do the thing, make the thing, be part of the thing. Um, if you're waiting for a 17th letter, a Messiah, an alien invasion, you're, or mermaids to what call you off the boat. So you walk into the ocean with your clothes on. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, like as soon as I see the mothership, you know, it's like, I don't have to clock in that day. <laughs> I think that's on like millions of people's minds. If it were to all fall apart, I don't have to go to work anymore. <laughs> that is so that's how they got us all locked in our houses. We were Dude. all so stuck in flight or flight, freeze or fawn. We were all stuck in this perpetual trying to survive. We were in survival mode, all yeah. of us for so long that when they were like, 
you when it didn't matter if it was the Queen of England or the President of the United States or when somebody told us we were all going to collectively get a week off work and <laughs> can work from home, we were like, okay, <laughs> we accepted it so fast because we were like, what? I get to sit in my PJs at my house? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't stop and think like those, all those big companies just got us to provide our internet, our phone, our, now they had us in our house. Their little octopus arms were inside our lives. Oh, like we didn't they stop and left. think about it. We were just broken and like, okay, thank you. I just want to stay home. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it came because be, you think about like between 9-11 and now or right before COVID, it was just such a dissident period in in life. Not just not like on a personal level. I'm just saying like collectively as a species, like what we've been going through the past two decades has just been malaise and just dysentery cultural dysentery and it's just been degrading and degrading so yeah it's kind of like the perfect time to just hit us with as much as they can right it was just the perfect time to do it I and think it got it was us all part there. of their agenda like i mean i've looked long enough and know the signs and i don't know why one of the first things i my conspiracy sensei he was like when you see the lime shortage that's when it's all happening like when the lime start to Go, and this is a few years back now. I mean, he told mm. me this like 15 years ago, but the lime shortage, I actually remember in my head, he's like, it won't be your whole grocery store empty. It'll be one item at a time. And mm. he's like, pay attention to the limes. Um, and I don't know why that was the one thing that stuck in my head of like, this is part of their agenda, but they all have ritual and they have sigils and they have, um, dates and they have a star clock they rely on and it's not the same dates we know they have a whole different calendar than we have they have a whole different like everything they rely on is all different and they have it encoded to talk over our heads and mock like inside jokes it's right. some things aren't as nefarious as them being just like haha part of the club and you know we're they're just sharing a joke over our head yeah but, gang signs what up yeah yeah that's it and um so I think to me, and I think I'm just in an Iron Man type way, like infinitely red pilled because I just think we're on the highest possible timeline. I just, I, it was my only contract of coming down here is that I will play the game with this rule set and I will uh, take on this character and this avatar, but I will only do it. I don't care how hard it is, but I will only do it on the highest possible timeline. It's my agreement. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I like oh. that over, over encompassing, like it's, it's working out in my favor. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's Iron Man. It's like, there was only one timeline that Thanos wasn't going to win. And mm. we're on that timeline. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So, and it fits, you know, I mean, I, when they said go inside, I started to look around and go, oh, okay. Something's telling us to go within because we're not list. We're not doing it on our own. So we're all going to start to maybe go within a little bit more. And so I took it as a positive kind of, you know, and it's interesting. I wanted to ask you this because I know you deal in the witchery stuff and there's a lot of fear about a lot of what they're secretly sharing with each other. You know what I mean? We're talking about the elites of the world, you know, food shortages, uh, new world order, all these evil things. And what's 
really difficult for me as being someone who's always been very attracted and interested in the occult and Gnosticism and the parts of history that make more sense of my crazy psychedelic experiences and all this inner stuff that's going on. Whereas the group, the general consensus of the group we're in is that all of that's evil. It's connected to all the politicians and all the musicians and the movie stars. They're all using it. So it's all evil. And I know that that's not true. So I'm just curious where, how do you make sense of it all when it comes to the most evil fuckers in the world that we suspect in Hollywood, the music industry, politicians, the cults, religion, all of it mixed with there's, there's a good side to all the things that they are using and do. I don't know. I don't even know how to word it. It's so difficult to extrapolate. It's like the internet's evil, but we're not evil. And so sure. it's like they tried to everything they try to do on this timeline, we eventually take over and corrupt it with good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like someone on the playground got access to like the coolest toys and they're not telling anybody else, but eventually we start finding them and we just learn how to use them on, on our own. Yeah, like we're not supposed to. And they try to get ahead of the narrative like, okay. oh, because they can tell when we look something up on Google there. They can tell if like up oh, there's a Corona outbreak about to happen in this area because they're all looking up the sniffles so we can get ahead of this and get it on the news. And now they'll all think there's an outbreak in the area because we all <laughs> knew they were looking up the sniffles last night. Uh, right, right. <laughs> I kind of think that they know when when it's like, oh, I'm having a clairsentient, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clair something. People are starting to look this stuff up. They know we're waking up. They know mm. if they send energy, if you're like, oh, I'm so angry today and you're looking up shit and you're following certain shit with your algorithm and they they're pumping us with 5G. Like it's almost like good magic versus bad magic. But yeah. we always is it's like if corrupt is the word we want, we like take it over. We're energetically too high vibe. So it's like if they're all if we're all ripping from this third 3D reality to a, like a 4D, 5D, the 1D and 2D, the things down there, they're having their last death rattle. So <laughs> there, it takes tons of them or really powerful ones to like go against me. I'm just a human walking around, but I'm a 3D human about to go 4D, 5D human. So my little weak fucking magic is so much more powerful than everything they've built up and their rituals for all these years. Mm. And I almost think our un unintention sometimes makes our vessel stronger to handle the amount of magic we're walking with that day. Like when you're walking around with that childlike head and you're just like, hi, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to grab that cart before you go ahead. And you're just like just a 10 year old nerd walking around. That's when you're like spreading this really good energy out there. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, whoa, look at that lightning. Look at that thunder. And you're just like in awe of just these little tiny things you're creating energy that are make other people in awe of the tiny things. Cause you make them notice the stuff that is monotony and it should never be monotony. I like that. And so I just think on the small scale, us having a conversation like this and anyone that listens to it in your audience, if they're having like a bad day 
um, it might help them if their head's busy, it might send them on a new rabbit hole. If, um, they might get triggered by something that we say, and they have to go on the opposite dig just to argue about it. But it's like all things that keep us alive right now. It's all things of like, that goes against whatever the evil they and the demon are like, they don't want us to laugh. They don't want us to smile. They don't want us to, what if they don't want us to, you know, sit crisscross applesauce sharing joints with each other. That's (laughs) they, they wanted us to be six, six, six feet apart, wearing our mask to our ritual, taking a knee, chanting, no justice, no peace. They wanted us to reset, reset, chant in that God. So I don't think we, um, did that. We never needed everyone, but enough of us fractally did hold a line that, um, and some really key 3d things happened in just four year period of time so that we aren't eating Bill Gates meat. We aren't sitting under Barack Obama's light bulbs. So mm-hmm. there's little, and you can put these people on it to tagline it just because everyone knew what I was talking about. Right. When I said Bill Gates meat, but it wasn't right. Bill Gates alone. There was like a key um, effort to get us to eat GMO meat because they want us to be GMO. Yeah. Like how can they touch the divine? Maybe if we can make the womb, then we can touch a God again. Somewhere I think they cut off their connection to source and it burns them up that we have it. Like they cut off their connection to stay here for 6,000 years, like vampiric kind of idea, but they look at us little grunting naked apes and they're just like, Oh, they still feel God. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Connection to each other. It makes them so irate. It, it, this is a little off topic, but staying with the vampire thing, it's interesting that if you, you know, you watch a bunch of interviews by people that wrote vampire novels, you're not going to find a single little bit of them, of any of them talking about this, but yet it's perfect that this vampire metaphor for the powerful of the world, no matter what time period, doesn't matter what country it's, it is that vampiric force. It's so on the nose. It's crazy. Yet none of them ever say like, well, what the vampire is to me is this uh, higher metaphor of they, they never go there. They're always like, well, it's a personal thing, you know, it's never that, but yet it's totally there. It's just interesting. I think all those, the, I think it's the five big monsters. Um, mm. So you have vampires, totally. They're real. There's people out there that live longer because they drink the blood of other people. There's people out there that the sun really affects them. They do their rituals at night. Like if you go through all the rules of vampire, there are people out there that live like that. Yeah. Um, if you go through all the rules of witch. There are real witches. That is a real thing. These are like the five fantasy monsters. Mm. Um, Werewolf. There's totally things out there that shape shift. That's all that the werewolf is. You can wear it into a werepanther, werewolf, a Sasquatch, a Yeti. Like you can dogmen, you can spread it out into chupacabra. You can spread it out how you want to, but it's still this idea of like were animal. Frankenstein yeah, skinwalker. Yeah. What are, what have we been talking about the whole time? Immortality. Uh, Boston oh, yeah. Dynamics. These are all just Frankenstein ideas that they're just trying to create a necromancy and just bring something back from the dead. And the last one is Swamp Man. That's like the last one I would put on there. That would be the loosest of them, like Swamp okay. Thing, this kind of like. So, um, but really, that's just kind of the Yeti 
chupacabra idea as well. It's just a different separation. There's, you could turn into the swamp thing or turn into a hairy thing. Like (laughs) (laughs) what the shape shift is, is I think it all kind of could be real allegories to uh, higher up type, or if we're just genetically modified things um, like, (laughs) this is such a weird thought. Um, I think like pigs, kangaroos, and dolphins are genetically modified, like humans that didn't make the cut to us. (laughs) (laughs) They're just, it's like Australia's where kangaroos went awry and they were like, okay, let's get humans over here because they obviously never, never made the genetic fold. Like we thought they were gonna pigs are like an American thing. Like dolphins are all in the ocean, but they all kind of, even if you look at them all in the face, you're like, this thing looks weirdly like a human. I don't know what it is. (laughs) And they say, if you eat human, it tastes like bacon. Yeah. They call us the long pig. That's why in some (laughs) religions, they don't eat pork and everything. Yeah. And then you think of like all the, I just saw a video a few weeks ago and it triggered me like crazy. Cause again, I've been looking into all these heathen uh, origins and that's immediately goat symbolism horns. And how about that over there? They're not screaming Satan and running away all the time. So it can't be that. So I'm looking at, at all that symbolism and I see this video pop up of where did the horn symbolism come from? And it's showing all these like homunculus type people from the past with like legit horns and like all these different examples of people with horns and then showing different headdress styles that kind of either were covering up horns or, or more like an ode to what we used to be or something really creepy stuff. I don't know. Yeah, and there's like Nephilim and giants hmm. written about in every ancient script and then if you think of things like 300, I always try to give a movie to people to conceptualize. So if you think of stuff like these stories, um, Circes, he mm-hmm. was a God King. So he was super tall, like in this new film type way, but yeah. um, inside his tent are all these like human mixed with like a scimitar and a minotaur and a crab hand man and we know like as things peeled away that they even say are rewritten history if you take the idea of like the town fairs and the like these kind of world fairs these Mm -hmm. kind of ideas being when the history peeled away that is the exact same time and i never hear anyone talk about this either but i definitely think there would be a lot of correlation with that old world tatarian idea tearing away and the barnum and bailey circus like mm. all the animals and the the sideshow freaks, the wolf boys and the fat ladies and the um, they the evil they finds what we would think grotesque and odd to be beautiful. Like they are the exact opposite of us. So mm. even the way they would take and like animal rituals, animal cruelty on a line that is a vein, a metal vein that runs through our country on the railroad line with, it's just everything that was done with the, the circus rituals in all the towns. And, uh, yeah, I think the oddity, they would totally do that kind of thing. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about with the Don't circus and everything. like look at these mad kings now they want to fly rockets to mars and saturn right. because they have all this money the mad kings back then would just sit around eventually and be like i want a human with a goat's head right. <laughs> yeah and if they thought their real gods were like 
Zeus turned into a goose and he slept with this person that made these guys. If some of these people really thought their gods were representation of these animal heads, why wouldn't they want to create it around them? Yeah, it's true. It's possible. Or it came the other way around, maybe. And look at the word taxidermy. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Tax. I, I haven't looked into that, but I've actually been thinking about that recently taxidermy i can't remember when it came up but it came up a little while ago and i'm like that's got to have something weird about it that's a deep share t-shirt income taxidermy income taxidermy (laughs) that's great (laughs) (laughs) man so we've been chatting for a while and we definitely didn't cover everything i wanted to cover so we'll probably have to do another another episode at some point oh my gosh that was so easy yeah, well, you know, it wasn't meant to be hard. <laughs> well, I mean, be, it was so it fast. Yeah, I know. It does go by quick. Plus, I got to put my kid to bed. Otherwise, if we did it on the later end, then it's like no cap. But we do it at the early end. I kind of got to cut off because I got to go read bedtime stories. I got to go read all those fictional stories. You know what I mean? I know. But I think what? that's where so much good stuff is, though. So much Absolutely. Good. Yeah. I mean, the, when you were saying that, I think it, it really resonated because it's that's what I'm seeing more and more is that it started with oral traditions being passed down more than anything else. And I think that's what we're in some way trying to hold on to from place to place. And it's just getting messy. If they burnt <laughs> all the books. If they destroyed every CD and video and everything, they destroy everything, all the computers, we would still not even because you know it and I know it or we have enough friends that know it. It's because it's in the ether and we would we'd pull it. We it's it's always there for us to have like the quote. I like how there's like something in the Bible that Christians always hold on to where they're like the word of God will never be lost, but it doesn't mean that everything in there is the word of God. And so even if that book with King James, who you don't even know who that guy is most of the time, when I ask you about the guy who's written on gold on your, uh, flesh bound book, um, (laughs) you don't even know who King James is. So it's like, even if all those hotel sailed books were burnt, you're still going to retain the word of God because you're God, not because you're my God. You are the God, like the Trinity, even the Trinity you learn by father, son, Holy spirit, Holy spirit's you, right. it's you. Damn <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So I feel like there's like a huge part that people miss and the human element in any of the science, the law of observation is a law. It's the law of gravity is not a law. The law of observation is a law. And so if you look at anything, it becomes a different thing. And um, that means our thoughts can change everything. And I just think we're on the highest possible timeline. So Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you got me wondering if uh, this AI uh, could uh, collapse the wave function like we could, you know, like is it is that a way to prove that it's not conscious somehow who knows i don't know i'm not a quantum physicist but i'll just I'm think about that i'll probably be texting you like so i've been thinking Please about do. how to prove it's not conscious yeah we got to work on this because it's going to happen at some point where i think yeah. it's going to be important yeah <laughs> all right well this has been awesome please cheney tell my audience if they don't already know where to find you you can find me all my uh, shows at projectcheney.com or anywhere you put in C-H-A-N-E-Y. You probably can find one of my social media accounts. My favorite social media account, Cheney underscore in underscore Wonderland. You have to put that entire thing in on Instagram because I am the second most shadow banned person on the internet. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to start my own social media uh, platform just to um, speak. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Cheney speaks. Just call it Cheney speaks. <laughs> I'm going to call it truth too, but you can, my, one of my favorite things is that on true social, you can actually find me just at Cheney, which to be at just Cheney by itself feels like such an accomplishment. <laughs> Seriously on truth social, no less. <laughs> That's where I get my most amount of red pilled. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Well, this has been really cool and I knew we'd have a fun conversation, but we definitely need to dive deeper into some shit. So we'll have to plan something again soon. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Thanks for listening. Check it, uh, check it out next time. I don't know what that even meant. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the share podcast if you want to hear more then hit that subscribe button follow me on all the social places and remember think for yourself but don't always believe what you think till next time human sacrifice dogs and cats living together cacetaria enough i get the point you have meddled with the primal forces of nature And you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay?